Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire young women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. Welcome to the opening segment called Getting to Know You. Original, I know. And today I'm going to ask three questions. Here we go. Hi, Kirsty. Hello. How many Pinterest pins do you think would be nominated towards New Year's resolutions? A lot. I don't even have a big Pinterest, but I've got like 1,600 or something pins. Favorite song from 2015? Niall Horan. Is it called This Town? Niles won by himself, not in one direction. Most interesting thing about you that people don't know? People are always fascinated about the fact that I have six brothers and sisters. Do you want to share your story with us? I would love to. Awesome. Okay. I was born and raised in a Christian family. When I was really young, my mum died, which sucks, but I wouldn't be where I am now if that didn't happen. So my dad remarried when I was 10 and my family grew from four to nine in a day. When I started high school, we moved from Brisbane to the Gold Coast. And at the time, my siblings and I were all pretty mad about it. But mum and dad convinced us that we would go to the beach often, which had us like thinking that it was a good idea. We didn't go to the beach that often. So was it a good idea? Probably still. So jump forward a few more years when I finished high school and went overseas on a gap year. A lot changes when you leave school. For me, the biggest one was not going to church. I went from going to church sometimes three times a week with youth, my dad's church and church at night on a Sunday to going maybe three times in the whole year and it's really hard to be a quality Christian without the encouragement and support of that kind of community. Anyway I came back to Australia and got back into church. I started uni skipped to about now. I'm about to start my last year at uni and I'm getting married next month and I'm super excited for this year. And today you're going to talk to us about what topic? New Year's resolution. Which is really fitting. Why do you think this is an important topic in today's society? I think it's an important topic, especially at this time of the year, because discouragement and comparison are so easy to get caught up in and will easily take people out. Like if we get caught up in failure and discouragement and lose sight of who we are in Christ, then how will we be effective for his kingdom? What's your personal experience? I know you've had quite a good one (laughs) with New Year's resolutions. Yeah, so a few years ago, a friend and I decided that New Year's resolutions were too hard. I mean, like 365 days to keep a bunch of promises to yourself. So we decided that new month resolutions was way more achievable. Each month we would choose maybe like two to four goals that we would text to each other and check up on each other. But we were terrible at it. Choosing them and texting each other was the easy part, but actually sticking to them was rare. One month we thought about writing them backwards so that like if we achieved them, then we'd be actually doing the right thing. So like if we wanted to achieve eating healthy, we'd write our resolution as eat junk food every day and then we'd actually eat healthy. Yeah. Because awesome. we'd do like the reverse the of it. Yeah. But How'd that go? Yeah, it didn't work. So. <laughs> but I learned something cool towards the end of last year. It was actually part of our marriage counseling. But I think it's a cool tip for people who may be making New Year's resolutions. It's the rule of one and a half. So you can use it for other things like time management as well. But it goes like this. If you think it will take 10 minutes to get to work, allow 15. 
If you think you can reach your saving target in four months, then allow six. That way you're more likely to be on time or achieve that goal. And hey, if you do achieve it in four months, when you're allowed six months for it, then you get the satisfaction and you feel really great about smashing the goal rather than feeling disappointed or discouraged about not making it to the goal. Anyway, that's just like a side note about setting goals. What do you think God's perspective is on us setting goals? I'm pretty sure there's nothing specifically written about New Year's resolutions in the Bible. <laughs> I searched on the Bible app and all that came up was something in Hosea about stopping festivities. And I was like, oh damn, no more parties. <laughs> so when we succeed in Ecclesiastes 7-9, it says, in the day of prosperity, be joyful. Totally out of context, only is part of that verse. But I think it's important to praise God in our wins. When you achieve one of your goals this year, maybe do a little thank you dance or a prayer to show your love for him. And then when we fail, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. So I think that's important as well, so that even when we fail and miss the mark, God can still use it for his glory. Like, you don't know what he might use it for in the future. There were obviously probably times you struggled. So what did you do? Did you persevere? (laughs) Did you quit? Like, what happened? We stuck to it. Well, tried to stick to it for like six months. But honestly, we quit. We started to make new months resolutions just for the sake of it, even though we weren't trying to achieve them. So like, we'd text each other them and then not think about it for like, the month or like the week until we checked up on each other which of course just made us feel bad about not even trying or doing them at all before we finish today do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners i'd say make new year's resolutions they're fun it's cool if you make them and you can look back and go yeah i achieved that in the year or maybe you don't that's fine too you might have learned something from not achieving it if you want to make new year's resolutions but don't know what they should be google hillsong new year's resolutions because there's a blog from like a little while ago it has some really cool ideas about like writing once a day and once a week once a day is quite a lot (laughs) or like serving in church and that sort of thing so they have some cool ideas but also make your new year's resolutions achievable to avoid feeling discouraged and disappointed Thanks so much for joining us today, Kirsty. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode, everyone. If you're stuck for news resolutions, here's Kirsty with some of hers from 2015. Take a walk every day, or at least briefly consider it. Don't let anything get in the way of eating a tub of ice cream in one sitting. Love Jesus more publicly and privately. The friend who I did it with, hers was no soft drink except on special occasions, which was hard to like keep a track of because it was like, oh, we're out to dinner. Is this a special occasion? Yes. <laughs> Be intentional with growing in Christ and my leadership, which I think was a cool one. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week. Ah.